And if you need to know the how, we teach you exactly this and you're gonna see results like Rachel Dunn Jewelry has had, Brooke of Be Happy has had. So many of our students have had where they were leaning into Etsy as a main platform and without spending money on ads, without too much of a lift, they were able to start to get the ball rolling on these other platforms and see the success that they were hoping for. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we're dedicated to helping product-based business owners turn into revenue-generating, successful, happy product bosses. I'm Jacqueline Snyder. And I'm Mina Kunlo-Sitep. Together through digital courses, coaching, and masterminds, we've helped over 50,000 students from startup to multi-million dollar businesses scale their sales while blending in their dream life. It gets lonely out there in the product business world. We fully believe a business shouldn't be built alone. There's room at the top for all of us. So let's get scrappy and creative together, Product Boss, to be profitable, make more sales, and grow your visibility. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey, friends. It's podcast recommendation time. This month, we've been obsessed with listening to the Being Boss podcast hosted by the incredible Emily Thompson. Yeah, Emily does an amazing job talking about what it takes to be boss as a creative business owner, freelancer, and side hustler. She explores the mindsets, habits, and tactics of using creative ambitions to start and grow your business so that you can take control of your work and live life on your own terms. So, so inspiring. One of my favorite episodes of hers is Systems and Strategies for Business Growth, where Emily shares kind of a peek behind the scenes at the growth of her product and retail business, Almanac Supply Co., which you know that another thing we've been obsessed with lately is crystals and um, business building around the universe. (laughs) We're we're very woo now. (laughs) Woo-ish, I would say. Woo-ish. So we love, I mean, this is one of the reasons we love Emily because we love how open she was about how her team uses marketing tactics to continue innovating and finding purpose to further the growth of the company. And it helps bridge that online and in-person shopping experience, something we always tell our community to do. Listen to Being Boss wherever you get your podcasts. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode. We are so glad you are here. And if this is your first time listening into the podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi, everybody. We're so excited you're here because we're going to talk to a big majority of you that listen to the podcast, and that is Etsy sellers, right? Yes. There are a lot of Etsy sellers in our community. If that's you, come say hi to us over on Instagram at The Product Boss. And if you haven't reviewed the podcast yet, um, make sure you follow the show wherever you're listening um, and let it, leave us a positive review if this is really helpful to you because we're trying to get out there and help as many product bosses as we possibly can around the world. So for our Etsy sellers, and Etsy sellers are people who typically sell on Etsy. It's a really great platform that it makes really accessible for people. Now, if you're not an Etsy seller, stick with us because we have some really cool tips that you could probably apply to your business as well. But if we were Etsy sellers, this is how we would grow our business. And we're going to walk you through some of the things that we would think about, some of the action steps that we would take, and maybe some light bulb moments will go off for you. We're thinking, oh, okay, there is possibility because Mina and I are not Etsy coaches. We Mm -hmm. teach people how to build businesses, how to generate revenue, how to become profitable product-based business owners, but all without relying on a single platform, on a single sales channel. And a lot of you that are selling on Etsy, 
it's sort of like borrowed land. You can't build on borrowed land. It's not your land. So if Etsy decides to... Nor should you give it away though. So we're not saying get off of Etsy. We're saying add to that land with non-borrowed land and other borrowed land. (laughs) Get as much land as you can. (laughs) Yeah. Be in more places, right? We want you to diversify where you're at because the thing is, and we've heard horror stories of people who are solely on Etsy and Etsy takes down their best-selling product or Etsy shuts down their store or something happens and then your faucet of revenue gets turned off. We don't Mm -hmm. want you ever relying on a single platform solely that if something were to happen, it would knock knock you off your feet, right? Like completely down, stopped, your business isn't working. So what we want to do here is we want to help you think about how could I diversify? How could I not have all of my eggs in the Etsy basket alone um, so that I can build this profitable revenue generating business? Yeah, for sure. It really holds you um, in a place that you feel stuck with less options. And so today we're going to talk about if I was on Etsy and if I was selling, and most of us that are selling on Etsy are handmade or makers or selling supplies of some sort. So you're selling on the Etsy platform. Jacqueline, what would be, if you wanted to grow and you're an Etsy seller, what would you do first? Okay. So this is what we teach our students inside of Multistream Machine. And if any of you have been in our live boot camps, workshops, or challenges with us, um, you will, and our challenge starts next week, the Bestseller Secrets Challenge. Make sure to click the link in the show notes if you're not signed up already. There are thousands of you in there. So first, what I would do is if I was an Etsy seller, I would identify my best sellers. So I'd say, what are the majority of the reviews coming in on? What are the majority of like the types of products, whether it's category or a specific product that customers are buying from me? Because when they're exchanging dollars with you, they are voting with their dollars and they're saying, this is what I like. And so the thing is, is so many times we're trying to sell stuff that people aren't buying because we're like, well, we made it. So maybe mm-hmm. they could buy it. But, they're, but you as a business owner are not thinking, well, actually, they don't want that thing. So how could I focus on the thing that they are telling me they want because they're actually buying it from me? Yeah, it's really focusing in on, you know, even if you have five sales, are there three out of the five that seem to be coming from one product, you know, out of your 100 products, right? So I think that even giving you a certain direction is so super beneficial um, because then you can take one foot right in front of the other instead of feeling very confused on what your next step and what to focus on is. Yeah. And then what I do is once I identified my best sellers, what I want to be known for, what customers are telling me that Which, they want. Which, by the way, we help you identify your best sellers in the challenge that starts next week. It's called Best Seller Secrets Challenge. Again, that link is in the show notes. We do it all for free. So if you're thinking, hmm, I wonder what my best sellers are, that is the place to be. And it um, starts next week. Yeah. This is where you're going to get clarity. Then I would make sure that the images reflected that. So if I landed on your Etsy page right now, would I know what you were selling the most of, right? Would I know what your bestsellers are? Would you make me scroll through 65 different pages to try and find your bestsellers? Or would it be in your banner banner image? You know, like where would it say that these are the things you're known for? So I would make sure that I had the right images, that customers knew that these were my bestsellers. And I would also make sure that my bestsellers, at least, if not all of them, were priced correctly so that when I was started selling them or I was selling them or I was focusing on selling more of them, I'd actually be generating a profit. So not just selling them to sell them, but when I sell them, that there's actually profit going into my pocket that I could reinvest back into the company, that I could pay myself something with, that if I needed to hire someone to help me scale and grow my business, I would actually have profit there. 
And so I think that would be my next step too, would be great photos and pricing correctly. Yeah, for sure. I think that sometimes when you're on Etsy, your thoughts get so clouded around certain things, specifically pricing, because you see all these people pricing so low. And then you think, I need to price that low. And then all of a sudden, you're not making any money. And then what's the point, right? Then you might as well be giving away your products for free instead of spending all that time, you know, doing all these things. So I think that for sure, um, when you're on Etsy, your thoughts can get very clouded around pricing and what images to show, what to focus on because of looking at what other people are doing. And there happens to be everybody and their dog on Etsy, right? <laughs> you know, just a lot of people on Etsy. And when when you're in that situation, I like to I like to remind people that, you know, we get a lot of people that are Etsy sellers or we get a lot of people that are, you know, um, vendors at different things or even direct sellers or drop shippers. And the thing that will set, kind of make you in the lead is that you have to understand that you are the one who's listening to these trainings. You are the one that's... Um, going through these challenges. And then it puts you into a category where it's like, you're not playing checkers, you're playing chess, right? Um, because you're listening to these things. So make sure that you're not um, thinking that that's how you do strategy is, but you look at what other people are doing on Etsy and then you price accordingly or you put the same photos up. No, no, you do what's specifically for your business and what will put um, more profit into your pockets. Like I've had to say to my daughter before, if you know all your friends were going to jump off a bridge, would you do it too? <laughs> I don't know what the Odds are, is. you know. With my daughter, yes. But <laughs> that's why we have to have this conversation. But yeah. the thing is, is when we're, when we're all kind of racing to the bottom and we're seeing what we're looking around and all the places and trying to copy what other people are doing, whether it's their product, it's their messaging, or their pricing, how do you know the back end of their business? How do you know if their pricing is appropriate? Because you all are trying to, to fight against the price versus the product and the value around the product. Now, we've seen people, there's proof that you can sell something for more money and actually sell more of them than trying to race it to the bottom because there's literally a customer for every price point. And the cheaper the price point, the less value they have in your product, right? The cheaper the price point, they just want something. Like think about someone who shops at a dollar store. When we shop at a dollar store and you buy like party favors or whatever, you're expecting them to be not a great product and to break easy. Mm -hmm. So it's more about buying the thing for cheap because you're trying to save money and you want like some, there's their, their need, want, or desire is like, you know, something fun to fill a bag and you have no relationship to the outcome of like how long that product is going to last. And Versus you know who's l the least loyal customer? The, the dollar price store. shopper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one that will always go with the lowest price. You don't want that customer anyways, right? You want to start gathering customers that really appreciate uh, you know, especially on Etsy, the way you make things. So you can start to see even why, like if you ever do any research on top 1% of Etsy, you can actually see why people are 1%. They have better photos. They have, you know, it's not, you don't look at them and think, oh, they have the lowest price. No, not at all. They just do things in their, the way of that they gravitate the specific customer that appreciates their brand voice you know, how they connect to the customer, how they ask for the sale, how they um, have photos, what products they are representing, which um, 
which bestsellers they have, you know? So it's much, much more than just the product and the pricing. Keeping customers happy is a top priority in business. We all know that. Customer retention is key, especially in today's world where people are being sold products everywhere they look. Having loyal customers that trust you and your business is a must. Absolutely. And you can't have loyal customers without a strong team. Even if your team is only you, you and your team or you and yourself are the foundation of your business. And you know what they say, a business without a strong foundation will crumble. That's why so many businesses use HubSpot as their CRM choice. HubSpot helps your team stay connected so they can focus on a more personalized customer experience because keeping your customers happy is necessary if you want your business to grow. HubSpot makes sure you and your whole team have access to the same data so all of you know what's going on 100% of the time. It also helps you automate tedious tasks, keep track of contact info, and keep track of all of your sales all in one place. Remember, when you take care of your customers to the best of your ability, you're building customer retention and loyalty, which is one of your biggest goals as a product-based business owner. Get started for free at HubSpot.com. Hey, Product Boss. I'm just going to jump in real quick because we have a really exciting announcement. We would love to invite you to our Sell More, Do Less Bootcamp. Now, this is the Product Boss's Guide to Becoming a Money-Making Machine. So if you are ready to transform your business, we invite you to join us at theproductboss.com slash sell more. That's theproductboss.com slash sell more. Now, this is going to be a game-changing series of live workshops and a challenge. And we want to help you transform your business into a profitable money-making machine fast. Because we know you have massive goals and you'll get that step-by-step training and accountability to help you reach them. We're going to spend 21 days in a private Facebook community where we'll deliver our eight-step bestseller growth formula over eight live trainings and Q&As. So if you only have eight hours to give in the next three weeks, you'll have everything you need to sell more products while doing less. So come join us at theproductboss.com slash sell more, and we'll see you inside. Since I've joined MSM, my business has changed in the most delightful, inspiring ways. Um, My website's up. I've almost reached $1,000 in sales in a few weeks, which I had never had before. I'm uh, consistently writing my emails and getting them out thanks to the email modules. I just did an in-person show. And although it didn't go great, I wasn't um, upset about it. I was like, okay, collect the data. As Mina would say, you know, audit, figure out what worked, what didn't work. So there's more of like a relaxation into being a business owner again now. So my business is now making money. I'm spreading the word on it and things are just going really great. I'm really happy. Now we've worked with a lot, and I say a lot of top 1% Etsy sellers that have come to us, whether, and and their goal, we have a Etsy seller that we've worked with that was making $4 million on the platform. Another one that was making over a million dollars on the platform, right? People who are generating millions of dollars off of this platform yearly. Now, 
what their biggest fears are is that something happens to Etsy. Now they have a $4 million business. They have a team. They have machinery. They have all the things that they need to generate products for a $4 million business. And what if something happens? So what we want you to know is it's possible to grow on a platform like that. But here's one of the examples. One of our students, this is a multi-stream machine student specifically, she had a bestseller on Etsy that she was like, they just keep buying them. They just keep buying them. This this laser engraved wood product, they kept buying them. They kept wanting more and more. And so she's like, what do I do? And we're like, well, raise your prices. And so she raised her prices. They kept buying them. She's like, they won't stop buying them. And so we're like, okay, we'll raise your prices again. She kept raising her prices and she could not believe they kept buying. It's not to say that this product was not being offered by other Etsy sellers on the platform. It's that she had the reviews. She had the testimonials. She had the backup. She had the great photos. She had um, all of the things that they wanted and they wanted her brand of this product. So every time she raised her price, people were still willing to pay for it and not go price shop to the cheaper person, right? Mm-hmm. She could not turn the sales off. She could not stop people from buying. Like she, every time she could not believe they kept buying. So it's the Etsy shopper is not necessarily also the price shopper. There's so much more they're looking for. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think as general consumers, when, when something is too cheap, we're like, there's got to be something wrong with it, right? And so there's that little piece of us that's like, oh, this is not much more, but it definitely looks way better. I mean, look at the photos, look at the, you know, the the description, look at all these different things. And then you almost be like, I'm going to pay for a sure thing, right? Um, also, like imagine the stability of, getting off of Etsy, right? So when you're on Etsy, you're like trying to be on a unicycle. I think we all know a unicycle is probably pretty hard when it comes to being feeling stable in our balance of things. You know, it's like a one-legged chair. Then a bicycle is much easier, right? You have a bicycle and you have two revenue streams, let's say. But let's say you have four and that's like a car that you're on. So I think that for all of us, it is really hard to try to go fast um, when are, when you're on a unicycle because it can be very you have to be really good at balancing it. Yeah, I mean, feeling confident in the balance yeah, of it, right? I know. I'm like just imagining me on a unicycle and how I would ever actually. Well, be I just able saw to get one on. the other day. That's what made me think of it. I took the girls to buy fruit at Whole Foods because they have like the best selection of organic fruit. And my daughter was like, look at that guy on the unicycle. He was he literally was hanging out in Whole Foods or outside. He literally took his unicycle. He must have taken it there to bike ride there because it was the one nice day here and without storms in Iowa. And he was like going home or whatever, you know? Do you ever think that we're not living to our full potential? That we haven't <laughs> learned how to ride a unicycle and hold groceries at the same time? <laughs> he had a backpack on. So, I mean, <laughs> no easy matter peasy. What. Easy peasy. <laughs> All right. So getting back to the topic. So once we figured out, you know, we, we figured out our bestsellers. We got the feedback that we needed. They were priced correctly with great photos. I think we would be presented with two options. And the reason we're going to bring up these two options and the reason why we would, if this was our business, why we would choose is because typically on Etsy, you're typically a maker, right? And you, the capacity is usually at your own capacity. So you get an order, you make it. You get an order, you make it. It's your time. As much time as you put into the product is however many you can make. Most of you may not have hired someone to help you yet. If you have, keep listening. But if you haven't or you you don't know a way to scale the product, then... um 
you're going to kind of be stuck in the spot. So the two ways that I would then decide, okay, I'm not going to have all my eggs in the Etsy basket is one, I would either sell wholesale and start to build wholesale accounts or two, I would lean into selling direct to consumer. Yeah, I think that that's definitely the way that I would go to is just because being handmade, what are what are my options? Well, direct to customer and ho- or wholesale and wholesale maybe because, you know, selling in, you know, I currently sell a lot on Amazon, but selling handmade on there isn't, I mean, I know they do have Amazon handmade, but who knows how well you could do. I've actually never heard of somebody doing that great on Amazon handmade, which is why we teach in multi-stream machine, how to do Amazon Seller Central, Amazon um, FBA, which is the other side of it. It's it's the main side of it versus Amazon Handmade. Um, but I think that if I'm an Etsy seller, if I want to grow, I would, yes, hone in what my best sellers are, make sure things are priced correctly, make sure things are visually presented in a way that I draw in my customers and get them to buy. And then I would decide, do I want to go direct to customer or do I want to go wholesale or do I want to try both? Yeah. So a couple students that we've had, and I can give you a couple examples on what certain students have done here, is we have one student who sells hand-beaded bracelets. It's Jalicia. And she joined Multistream Machine just a few years ago. And in the time that she was in the free challenge with us, which a lot of you, you're invited to come join us in, um, she decided to raise her prices. And she decided to lean into what more customers were buying, which was bulk, a bulk buy of her bracelets, like hundreds of pieces versus like one individual piece. In that week, she started getting more orders on the platform and she was able to start selling more to direct to consumer. And by selling bulk, she could sell wholesale to people as well. So you can decide, okay, if I can make more, I can scale this. Would I go wholesale? Um, so wholesale is the route and we teach this inside of multi-stream machine where you're like, okay, I can still control my capacity because I can choose however many stores I want to sell to. Mm-hmm. I could test this out and see if it's a viable product wholesale. I could test out to see if I do want to sell to retailers. A lot of retailers like small businesses. They like to support small businesses. Right. And and like um, what you said about like bulk ordering, let's say at Etsy, direct to customer for wholesale, you have a starting order, which we teach you in multi-stream machine. Mm-hmm. And so... There are wholesale platforms out there you can use inside of Multistream Machine. I have an entire way of how to reach, how to find buyers at retailer retail shops, how to sell them, how to make line sheets, how to approach them. So we help you in the we help you within this program on how to do it. But I would say, okay, I would test and try wholesale. Now, if you decided testing and trying wholesale was not, and the work that goes into that would be identifying the shops, finding the buyers, getting onto a wholesale platform, um, and being able to create those orders. Now, the second way I would go about it if if I wanted to do one or the other would be direct-to-consumer. We do teach you how to do both and you can do them at the same time. So if you went direct-to-consumer, what would have to happen? You'd have to have a website to sell on that was outside of Etsy. Now, remember that $4 million company we told you about? She actually joined Multistream Machine because she had 4 million eggs in the Etsy basket and she had mm-hmm. built a website, but she could not get customers to come find her on the website because she was so used to Etsy creating the traffic and people finding her on that platform. So if you're going to sell direct to consumer, you're going to need a website, a website that converts, which we teach you inside of multi-stream machine. And you're going to have to have a way to market for people to discover that you exist, for you to go out and find people, um, and for people to come to your website and convert. So 
the pros to that is that you get the full amount of money. You get the right markup and margin on your products. You get that direct connection with your customer. You build your email list. You get to own like the information on that customer because once you acquire a customer, you can keep selling them for life. But the cons are is that you have to do your own marketing and you have to figure out how am I going to get customers to come join me? Do I have an email list? Do I let them know that this website exists? Like, What are the ways in which you're going to acquire customers and then sell to them? Yeah. And I think that that's the thing, right? That's the major benefit is you get all that money. You don't have to sell things at wholesale price, but usually a lot of that money has to go into your marketing budget. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the benefit of being on like, let's say Etsy or Amazon or other platforms because you can use it towards ads or they typically have customers coming to you if you have the right things in place. Um, And that's what we teach you. Um, But the reason why I like these two options is because it's not you passively sitting and waiting to grow. It's one of those things where the question was, how would I grow my business if I was an Etsy seller. Well, this is a go out and get them sort of mm-hmm. strategy. On right? both ways. On both ways. That means, you know, I, I want to try wholesale. I'm going to go out and get them using the the strategies that Jacqueline teaches me in the wholesale module. Also the masterclass of um, Jared Mayer from Pura Vida. Um, he gives one that's, um, the fortune is in the follow-up. They, Pura Vida bracelets were was bought by, was it Vera Bradley? Uh-huh. Uh, for $75 million for a 75% stake of their business. And he was the one who spearheaded the wholesale, um, the wholesale arm, arm of that business. So if you're thinking, I will not make enough money for wholesale, 70, 70, you know, 25% of $75 million from, from $5 bracelets, I would say is amazing, right? Because they bought the 75% stake. Um, the Vera Bradley did. So I think for all of you, those are really, really great options because then you can control, okay, I know that I have to get more traffic because how are people even going to know I exist? But I can do that by creating, like Jacqueline said, is it getting more on social? Is it creating collaborations like what we teach you in Multi-Stream Machine, as well as we teach you emails, as well as what else is there? Um, SEO, search engine optimization, right? And so then you're you're getting your ducks in a row for however you sell, whether it be direct to customer or um, business to business. Right. So this is what I would say. And as you're thinking about this, wholesale sometimes to me seems like a better option because there's like, uh, you could sell more to less people because you sell the way that we teach you inside a multi-stream machine. You're selling uh, like kind of like bulk orders. The reason as an Etsy seller that it's not going to work for you wholesale is if you're not priced correctly. So if you're not priced correctly and you don't have the right margins or based on the way that you're currently making your products, you will never have the wholesale margins because it's just not built in. And if you're like, wait, I don't know how do I do this? This is inside of our program, inside of Multi-Stream Machine, then wholesale may not work for you, right? Then I would do the direct-to-consumer route because I would sell direct-to-consumer. Either way, like Mina said, you have to have that go out and get them attitude and mentality. The cool thing about these platforms like Etsy and things like that is that it does attract customers. We all go, oh, we're going to go look on Etsy for something. We're Mm -hmm. not looking up your name, right? We're not going in and saying like Mina's company's little labels and being like, I'm going to little labels on Etsy. Unless you're like a true fan, you're probably typing in like baby bottle labels. And then a Mm -hmm. whole bunch of products are going to show up. 
And then we make the decisions based on the ranking, based on like how many people have bought, what the testimonials, how many purchases, that kind of thing. So that is a way that people are discovering you. Now, if you're like, ladies, I need help for people to discover me, come join us inside of the challenge. Come join us inside of Multi-Stream Machine because we're telling you that this is how we would grow it. And if you're like, yes, this sounds like it works for me, cool. And if you need to know the how, we teach you exactly this and you're gonna see results like Rachel Dunn Jewelry has had, Brooke of Be Happy has had. So many of our students have had where they were leaning into Etsy as a main platform and without spending money on ads, without too much of a lift, they were able to start to get the ball rolling on these other platforms and see the success that they were hoping for. Yep. Even Sarah Wagner, right? We talk a lot about her of Heartland Lettering and she started with us as an Etsy seller, right? And then she added on Amazon. I know it's not exactly handmade, but she was able to do that because she did semi handmade in a way, right? And um, I think for all of you, it just opens up your mind to different possibilities of how you can grow without adding more hours to your plate, right? And um, because we don't want you just to simply make more product and sell more. We want you to sell more and do less. Yes, sell more and do less. And it is 100% possible for you. So thank you, friends. And we will see you on the next episode. Yep. And see you in the challenge. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive. And we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us.